You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. They played a replay a couple of days later. What? In the World Cup? Welcome to Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast, where much like Eric Ten Hag, we are lining ourselves up for a devastating and well-telegraphed catastrophe. I am here with two of the most plausible scapegoats in all of football. He's from an obscure Pacific island and he misses his guinea pig. It's Andy Bax Talalangi. <laughs> yeah, thanks. He's fat, he's round. He's walking football bound. It's Daz Napton. Oi, oi, oi. And with you always is me, Toblerone. It does seem like this appointment for Man United is very much like when they appointed Moyes. It was, you know, who else can we blame for this while we sort our shit out and try and fix years of mismanagement in one summer? Are you, do, you know, do you know the Guardian football cartoonist, David Squires? Daz, I know you do. I do indeed, yes. I, I always think about his comic where they were talking about um, Chris Watts' chops leaving Wales and going to Sunderland. Holman. Holman? That's it. I completely forgot his name for a second. And it's um, him with like pants on his head and knitting noodles up his nose like in Blackout Goes Forth, saying, <laughs> um, being interviewed by the press, saying, <laughs> I don't think this is a poison chalice. A poison chalice would be deceptively enticing. This one is clearly labelled poison. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Not my favourite Chris Coleman story, though. My favourite Chris Coleman story was when he was manager of Zaragoza? Somewhere in Spain, anyway. That, that doesn't sound like a real place at all, Andy. Um, Maybe it isn't. And he um, was late for training, one day, because he said his washing machine had broken and all his official club merch was 
like stuck in the washing machine so he couldn't get it but then pictures came out of him out on a student night out the night before <laughs> it was just it was just hanging so it didn't go to work love it you lying shit <laughs> um, i love him to just come in and like comically shrunken uh kit i told you you bastards <laughs> chris we can see your scrotum should <laughs> let me stay on then <laughs> yeah i think uh Looking at his teams managed, it must have been real. Uh, so I see your dad. I see your dad. Okay. Oh, close. Yeah, it was. It was pretty real. Still, he's a real socio dad. He's now managing in Greece. Did you know? A lovely huh. old time, that isn't it? Lovely time. Atromitos, which sounds more <laughs> like a robot. <laughs> maybe he is. Maybe he is managing a, a team of robots or just one robot. Well, this is this is what Wiki says. Atromitos Football Club, simply known as Fearless. Oh, okay. That's what it means, apparently. Atromitos in English is just fearless. So they're fearless FC. All extremely ominous. Well, perhaps so. I mean, they did finish eighth in the Greek Super League, so there can be no fear there, surely. (laughs) But forget about Greece, forget about Coleman, forget about the cheeky girls for now. We're here for In The Mix. (laughs) We're here for In The Mix, and we finally managed to get Andy Baxter to come up with a story from a random nation. Why has it taken so long? Finally putting a shift in. Lazy yeah. Scouser. Yeah, that's it. Just dodging the work in it, you know. Just jokes <laughs> right themselves, don't they? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's going to be bringing us a story from the Caribbean, which is very, very exciting. And I have been trying to avoid spoilers that you've been putting in the Facebook chat yeah, just sorry. so I can get the genuine impressiveness of your story. And I hope I haven't hyped it up too much because it better be good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a two-part story, really. Um, only because, well, it's not really a two-part story at all. It's a complete lie. It's two stories. Um, because, you know, I thought they were both too good to leave out, but they sort of do tell you a nice picture of football in Cuba, because I'm not going to lie. I didn't know much about it. I couldn't tell you much about their history, players, clubs, anything, really. So I thought, I'll... I'll do it the old-fashioned way and actually uh, have a little look. Anyway, so, as I'm sure you're aware, that Cuba won the Caribbean Cup in 2012. I knew they'd won it. I I wouldn't have been able to guess the year, though. They won it in 2012. They were in a group um, which had French Guyana. They beat them 2-1. Who else? Jamaica, who they beat 1-0. Jamaica finished bottom of their group that year. And Martinique, unfortunately, beat them. Martinique won their group. Um, they had former West Ham and Portsmouth striker Frederick Piquion yeah. scored the goal. I remember Name Piquion playing for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he scored the winner against, against Cuba. Um, but they still progressed. They went through second. They beat Haiti. And then that set up a final against Trinidad and Tobago in front of a bumper crowd of 750. <laughs> um, Trinidad, oh. took, 
Trinidad took them to extra time. And um, yeah, Cuba managed to 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 win it. They they stuck through one nil. And I've written down all the other goalkeepers' names apart from the one who scored in the final. That's disappointing. Never mind. Never mind. Cube. The fellow who scored um, when they beat French Guyana, they beat them two one. And this guy Ariel Martinez scored both of them, and oh, he's still playing. He's, he's still he, playing. Yeah. Remind me of what he's up to or what he's been up to. I've heard of him. He's just left into Miami last season. Um, he played yeah. 29 for them and scored six. And now he's signed for a club in the US Championship, which all it said online was that it was lower than MLS. So I don't know if it's there, just the next tier down. Um, Hartford he's Athletic. Hartford Athletic, oh, yeah. there you go. He's not yet played for them yet, but I, I think that's because it must be the closed season rather than why would you not play this 35-year-old Cuban? <laughs> That's why I always ask myself. So this is it, isn't it? This is, you know, the manager of half has got an easy selection there, isn't he? First name on the team. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's that. That's the sort of Caribbean Cup triumph. I mean, you know, listeners to this pod are going to be well aware of that. So I wasn't going to spend too much time on that other than oh, to yeah. celebrate that they've won the same amount of trophies as England. Uh, but you don't hear them going on about it, do you? So there you go. <laughs> Was it 10, 10 years of hurt? You don't get the Cuban lightning seed singing about that. Cuban lightning seed. <laughs> anyway, the other story, the other part of this, my, my tale, my delve into, into Cuban history involves um, where it all began. They, the first traces of football in Cuba is from 1907. And the first football team is called, and I apologize to any Spanish speaking listeners we have, Hatui Sports Club, H-A-T-U-E-Y, Hatui, probably not, is it? Hatui Sport Club was based in Havana and it was named after their first national hero, Hatui. Um, there's a little bit about Hatui if you want it, because it's, it's pretty mad. Is his first name Rat? <laughs> I hope his friends called him Rat, just, you know, yeah. Well, anyway, what he did and why he became a hero was because he led a group of the native Cuban people against the Spaniards who tried to invade and take over. And he like fought them off, not just him, he like he was the leader and he, he helped them fight off wave after wave of these Spanish people until eventually they caught him and set him on fire. But you know, apart from that, it was it was it was all good until then. Anyway, so fast forward back to, to 1907 when they had his football club. Unfortunately, and you know, it was their first time setting these things up, so I can get why they didn't quite get it right. But they only set up one football team, they didn't have anyone to play against, so they just used to find people in the local villages to sort of have a little kick about with just because they'd only thought of creating one football team. That's communism for you. Well, yeah, this is it. They, yeah, share. They, (laughs) um, they, sorry, they set up a match against a team of English, Scots, Irish and Welsh who had turned up, bizarrely. And the, that sort of collective British and Irish team was called Rover Athletic Club, which sounds so like a, like a pub team, I suppose, doesn't together. it? Like, yeah, exactly. Well, it was 1907. The town football club. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so, yeah, they had a first, they had the match and Rover Athletic won 1-0. So there we go. That was that was that was where it all began, and then after that, people started playing. People started getting interested in football, and apparently, 
I say apparently, you know, because I'm only going off this one source I read, but it football became that big. It affected the sales of cigars and rum because people became more interested in playing football. I don't mm. know if that's a lazy, lazy cliche though. But there we go. <laughs> we fast forward a bit further and Cuba were accepted into FIFA in 1932. And six years after that, they were at the World Cup. In 1938, Cuba were in the World Cup. There's a big asterisk next to that, though, unfortunately, because they didn't actually qualify. Um, <laughs> the, the news at the time was the World Cup was going to be staged in South America because the previous one in 1934 had been in Italy. So they thought, all the South, South American nations thought, it's going to come over here now, so we'll have a good chance, blah, blah, blah. It's all great. They announced they were putting it in France, which is not in South America. So all the big South American countries went, well, sod you, we're not playing. So Cuba went, we'll play. And then uh, Cuba went to the World Cup. So there we go. Pop lads. I like that. They just turned up with a, a load of sailing boats, bottle of rum, box well, of cigars, no, letters in lads. <laughs> none of the squad had ever been abroad before, let alone played in, an, in a match abroad. They'd never even been there. So that was uh, interesting. They named themselves the Lions of the Caribbean, but in Ooh. Spanish. Leons de Caribe. Yeah, okay, we'll go for that. And insanely, their first game was against Romania, who it apparently were a good team at the time, and they drew three all, which is a heck of a result. Now, I assume extra time hadn't been invented yet because they played a replay a couple of days later. What? In the World Cup? In the World Cup. Even more bizarrely, Cuba beat them 2-1. So it's fantastic. There's a little bit more about the, the, the that game, but I'll skip to the next game, which was the quarterfinal. So there wasn't many teams in this World Cup. The second game was the quarterfinal. And they played Sweden, and unfortunately, they got beat 8-0. So uh, that's a shame. But, you know, they got a win there. They're, no one can take that away from them. I've got a little quote as well, which I'll read. According to the team's top scorer, a man called Juan Tunas, T-U-N-A-S, but it's probably not Tunas. Juan says, Tunas. <laughs> yeah, that's just what he wanted. He wanted that one's name. He was that was his lunch order. <laughs> Give me one tuna, <laughs> one tuna. Um, he yeah, he complained. <laughs> he complained about the pitch, which is fair. He said we were playing well and we felt we were favourites going into the game, but something had happened. We hadn't bargained for. It rained and the pitch was sodden. We weren't used to conditions like that, and we kept no. slipping over. Rain. You know, they're from the Caribbean. They probably don't play football in the rain. They're often fair play to them. Even more amazing about Juan Tunas is that this interview he gave was in 2010. He was 98. Yeah, he passed. He, not when he played then. He, he, he passed away the following year. He was the last surviving Cuban lion. His nickname was El Romperedas, which translates as the netbuster. Juan oh, Tunas. I love what that. a guy. Oh, He's great. amazing. Um, yeah, he was 98 and he passed away, what, 11 years ago and he played in the 1938 World Cup. What a Fidel, guy. Fidel Castro lived to be 90 despite the fact he was constantly chomping on a cigar. <laughs> Probably shot that a few times. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the multiple assassination attempts by the Yanks. Yeah, all that. Um, so, just lastly, on the, the Cuban national team, they. That was kind of it for them. Their Caribbean Cup win in 2012 and their World Cup 
back in the day. Um, it's never really taken off from them from from there. They got to the Gold Cup quarterfinals in 2003. And according to the latest FIFA rankings, which was on the 31st of March, they are now 177th out of 210 FIFA As low as that? I would not have guessed they were that low. The four teams immediately above are giants of world football, including St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Guyana and Belize. But they are above... Montserrat, Mauritius, Moldova, which I'm surprised at. I thought they would have had a few players. Um, Chad, which might just be a guy called Chad. And <laughs> Macau, who, again, I'm not sure they are interested in anything other than gambling. So, yeah, Macau's um, just like a Chinese gambling island. Yeah, yeah. So, But they have got the 182nd best football team in the world, have Macau. So there's that. I'm so anyway. pleased. I'm so pleased that Guyana are above all of those with 39-year-old Macclesfield midfielder Neil Dans <laughs> leading the line. I imagine after their recent their recent successes, Guyana are going to be up a few when they redo the rankings. I don't know if they do it once a month or what, but um, we'll keep an eye on that one and we'll, we'll update. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There is a sort of well-known Cuban footballer currently. His name is Onel Lazaro Hernandez Maia. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays for Norwich. He is currently out on loan at Birmingham. 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 He's currently out at loan uh, at Birmingham. He has played 19 for them this season, scored three. And even as recent as this Monday, Easter Monday just gone, he played and he got an assist. They got beat 6-1 by Blackpool, but he played and got an assist. So, you know. That's, he's obviously not a bad player. He played 26 times when Norwich were in the Premier League last. Um, scored. I was looking for a video of it, but he scored 11 times for Norwich and I couldn't be bothered watching all of them to figure out which one was the one in the Premier League. So I'm sure it was a cracker. Well, we'll yeah. find out when he's 98 because presumably he'll be on some news channel where he'll tell the story. It was sodden in Norwich, but he still banged in a 30-yard curler. He might have a day named after him by that point, might he? he? might, you know, freedom of the island. And yeah, that's kind of the best bits that I found about um, about Cuba. There was many years where they just played baseball instead. I mean, I could tell you about the baseball team, if you like. They won the Baseball World Cup 25 times, which is a good effort, considering yeah. like they're not America. Like how many countries play baseball like? America, Japan, and Cuba, apparently. Apparently, apparently in Cuba, yeah. 
and you know my dislike of a three-team football tournament, so I assume oh, yeah. that stands for a three-team baseball tournament a, too. Have you got anything in there about how until very recently, every time Cuba played in America, half their team would defect to America? I did read about players that were... Um, well, they used to have a rule where if you, I don't know, just fancied going to change nationality and you lived over there, you could just do it. I don't know why they that was ever a thing. But... in America because like Americans are desperate to weaken Cuba in any way that they can. Fine, that might have been it. I did also read, but I've lost the link of where it says what the year the years involved were, but all professional sport was banned for a while. So that probably yeah. didn't help their progress. I was, I'm kind of weirdly fascinated by the Cuban national team. And um, mm. <clears throat> I don't, I don't think, yeah, there's no, there was no, there's no like professional f- sport on in Cuba. Yeah. Um, and even if there was, it probably wouldn't be that good. Uh, and like, and the national team, you're only allowed to play for them if you played for a Cuban club. So that's not really a recipe for great success. But that, I'm not, I couldn't tell you the year, but I just went on one day to see what was going on. And I noticed that all the players were playing abroad now. So they obviously got sick yeah. of that. So Hernandez has um, now played for the Cuban national team. And I'm kind of watching them like um, Daz watches uh, Jamaica. There's going to be a real good player that comes through eventually. Like, uh, yeah, what's his chops? Leon Bailey, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's going well, to be a you, Cuban Leon Bailey. You, you could argue if there's that lad who's online at Birmingham, he might be the one to yeah. watch. How old is he? He's or is 20, he like, he's 28 uh, now? That's the problem. Yeah, sod that. Then he's past it. But I have faith. I'm sure. They'll, I'm sure Cuba will come good. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I'm just reading a little bit more about what you said about them playing abroad and stuff like that. And their their sort of their current amateur league seems a bit weird as, as you were saying they just probably tried to make it a bit interesting I mean their Campeonato Nacional which is their top level of their pyramid is 16 clubs split into four groups of four teams none of the players are paid the facilities are squalid and the pitches shoddy mm. so yeah that, that's kind of it they they uh, defect to America basically and it's got a list of players who've done that gone to pursue a professional career in MLS yeah, it's just like if you, can't, if you can't play for the national team of Cuba and play professionally, then you're gonna you're gonna sod off if you're any good, aren't you? Yeah. But exactly. apparently, it was the policy was called the wet feet, dry feet policy, and it ended in January 2017. However, lots more people have defected since then. <laughs> so, wow, I like the name of the policy. That's pretty good. And apparently, they have the same problem in baseball. Yeah, I think in general the Caribbean has a huge issue in that it's obviously got a lot of homegrown talented players, but it hasn't got a professional league in the whole region. It, they do need to sort of be strict with these rules. I mean, you, you mentioned sort of Dan's before. I'm sure he is from Guyana and the, the, not taking that away from him. But, you know, I'm sure some people just pick and choose to just to have a little runabout in, in international games. I mean, I remember hearing about one guy who played for either Northern Ireland or the Republic. Might have been Connor Washington when he played for QPR. The, f- the first, when he went over to make his debut, that was the first time he'd been to Ireland. So that's how Irish he was. You know, was that guy from yeah. Port Vale, the like really white guy who his grandma was born in Trinidad. And then like after a match, um, 
an opposition player sorted out to him under instruction of his um, manager and was like, I hear you have Trini blood and like tapped him up for the national team. You would, you would if it was yeah. you though. Well, that's it. He was, oh. he was yeah, born and raised in Stafford and then all of a sudden got called up for Trinidad and played against England in the World Cup. You couldn't write it. <laughs> wow. Speaking of things you couldn't write and also about World Cups, Ooh. the first baseball, the baseball World Cup was a thing. It ran from 1938 to 2011. So there's a fair few iterations of it. It wasn't just a rubbish thing. Anyway, 1938, so the same year as Cuba were in the World Cup in football. The World Cup of baseball was happening in, 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 doesn't say. I does say, but I'm not going to tell you where because it ruins what I'm about to ask you. So, the 1938 Baseball World Cup, I'll let you have one guess each. Who won the 1938 Baseball World Cup? Does Uber? Tom? Vatican City. <laughs> Bizarrely, that's closer. Huh? Great Britain is the answer. What? Great Britain won the 1938 Baseball World Cup, and I don't think they've won it since. If we have any American listeners, I, I've never seen anyone play baseball in this country, ever. Wasn't, wasn't it short? <laughs> wasn't it just replaced by rounders? Yeah, we have a very similar game called Rounders, which is mostly enjoyed by like primary school children <laughs> and drunk people during the summer. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I also have to to sort of um, clarify that point that the 1938 World Cup in which Great Britain won was also played in Great Britain and was only between them and the United States. So it wasn't as big as it got, that's all. But, you know. There was one uh, game, there was us versus the US. Yeah, and, and Britain beat them, so that's good. The next year, they expanded that's it really to three stupid. teams. It really stupid. The next year, they expanded it to three teams, and it was Cuba, Nicaragua, and the US. The following year, Cuba, Nicaragua, and the United States invited Venezuela, so they could all play as well. And then I'm not going to go through the entire history, but there was as many as 22 clubs, clubs, hmm. countries, participants at one wow. point. Is there an American Football World Cup? Well, I hope not. I hope not. Because that would be really stupid. There better not be. Um, Settle in, lads. The IFAF World Championship of American Football is an international competition held every four years. So it does oh seem God. like a. Has a anyone World other than America ever won this? Hang on. It started in 1999 and results. There's a section on results. Um, there were six teams in it in the first year. So, ah, okay. So the first two years, America didn't win it. I'll let you have a guess each. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Although it wasn't America that won it the first two years, it was the same country who won it in 99 and then defended it in 2003 and then actually finished second in 2007. So they're not a bad little team, this team. So Daz, who who won the first two American Football World Cups? Is it Chad? (laughs) Seriously, I reckon Ireland, maybe? Because they have sort of similar games. Better games. Yeah, I think I'd have gone for a rugby nation as well. It was actually Japan. Huh. Japan are really into rugby. I don't know about American football. 
Japan beat Mexico in the first two finals. And then since then, 2007, 2015, sorry, 2007, 2011, and 2015, it's been America. Imagine being America, home of like the NFL and all the big scary men and losing the first two American Football World Cups to Japan. Did they compete in it? Did they send like a under 14 side? Because I'm not being funny, but I reckon I've never heard of this. And it's the sort of thing that if it was actually a real thing where America sent their best players, it'd They're be really all over easy. the news. It'd be all over the news because people over here do like that. No, I don't think they did. I don't think they did compete the first couple of years. You, you've got me there. Yeah. The first one, the first one seemed to be in order that they're ranked. So this, there was a third place playoff and a fourth, fifth, and sixth team. Maybe there was a, group, a league table or something. But it's it was Japan beat Mexico in the final, Sweden beat Italy in the third, fourth place playoff. Australia and Finland were also there. I don't know. Trying to figure yeah. that one out. I hope you all Anyways. enjoyed this podcast about Cuba. <laughs> Cuba, I'm not interested in the American Football World Cup. America is pig disgusting. You spit on your oval ball. <laughs> Baseball, though, we'll give you that. Yeah, now, so now that we've explored Cuba through all of its sporting greatness, it must be the time where I select Tom's next country through our random country generator. Are you ready, Thomas? <laughs> Laos. Hmm. As, as I always say, I'll do what I can. <laughs> the Tom Meadowcroft way. <laughs> Laos. Well, that's a, that's a lousy pick. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Save this for the episode, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do you want to do um are you smarter than a groundhopper quickly? Yeah, do it. Right. Daz, go away. Please don't slag off my Al Shabab top whilst I'm muted. I'm going to go now. He looks like a pedophile in that shirt. Andy, for one sweetie, what is Woking FC's nickname? Been to Woking. It's rubbish. <laughs> I don't know. I know they play yeah. in red and I think black. Is what? that going to be a clue? Mm. I don't want to hand it to you, but yeah, that's a clue. Mm. What things are red and black? Don't know. Or is an animal red and black? No, I, I don't know. I'm going to go with the standard red football nickname of Robbins. Uh, uh, you are incorrect. Yeah. I'm just going to... Can we get Daz back? Yeah. Hello, Hello Daz. Looking right. resplendent in your El Kebab shirt. El Kebab. <laughs> For one sweetie, what is Woking FC's nickname? Not great at this, are we? Is it? Is it the Red Devils? No. I you're thought both, they. Sh- you're both stupid. Yeah, I thought they it, shared it with Manu. The answer is the cards. 
As in playing cards. Okay, yes. fine. That's the red and black bit, isn't it? I wonder where you got that from for a sec. So Do we know why? Uh, I'm uh, assuming that they make cards in Woking. I'll just uh, confirm that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's short for the Cardinals. Okay, that's good. So three played, nil nil. Yeah. Well, I got my bonus point from Steve McLaren. Oh, let it go. You both got that. Yeah, but I got it first. He just copied. <laughs> yeah. Like on Countdown, where they show the other person that they've written it down as well. We should have done that, shouldn't we? Yeah. It's actually 0.1 nil. Who wants to hear more jokes about Roman numerals? I, for one. <laughs> Bedtime. Good, good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.